Welcome back to Forensics Faces and our special series, Sissy That Talk. We are talking about episode three of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 5. And welcome to the stage, our extra special judges, Melissa Gabrielson. Hello. And Elliot Fisher. Greetings, everyone. I feel like maybe I should do what RuPaul does with both of you each week and like ask you an inane question and give you an opportunity to like joke back at me when it's usually like 30 percent successful you know no we'll just <laughs> greet each other I mean, I, if, if you could let me know ahead of time so i had time to think about it and really work on the delivery like a lot of those judges do maybe it could be great that's the sad uh, thing is i think most of those responses are scripted and they're just still bad Okay, did you all get the feeling that Nicole Byer was basically forced to incorporate, nailed it oh, into yeah, her response? Yeah. Like, and yeah, you could tell yeah, she Roo. was not having it at all. It was the flattest, yeah, Rue, <laughs> nailed it. So we, before we jump into talking about All-Stars 5, let's have a brief moment to acknowledge that NSDA Nationals took place online over the last few days. Melissa, you were judging. How did it go? It went really great. I... I'm very proud to be a part of an organization that put in the work to make sure that we could still give kids a nationals experience and at least keep one aspect of their life uninterrupted by the global pandemic. And it was just really great to be reminded of the generation of people that are following behind us and how much they care and how passionate they are and getting to be in an environment where we're continuing to boost those voices. And we've talked about before, but forensics is such a inclusive activity. And so you get to see people from all walks of life get to be lauded for what they care about. And so it was just, it was just a good reminder when you feel like everything kind of, kind of sucks that there are still people out there who are putting in the effort to make sure that some things don't. And this didn't suck. High praise indeed. Very good. So we, we're, we're going to jump right into talking about the challenge so that I can ask you guys what you would have done in the challenge. But first of all, just general impressions of the episode. What I'm wondering at this point is like, do you think we can make this fun when the episode was so boring? That's the biggest question of all. I believe in us. Okay, good. Me too. Yeah. But I have yeah. to say, okay. <clears throat> episode-wise, I think this will go down, go down in history as like one of my least favorite RuPaul's Drag Race episodes ever. I I did have to re-watch it because Friday night I was trying to watch it while also waiting for results and things for NSDA Nationals. Um, and I think if it had been more interesting, I wouldn't have had my attention taken away so easily. But it truly was just so just so boring yeah i did not care for it and it, spoiler alert fy if you haven't gotten it at this point we are going to spoil elements of this episode and probably previous episodes so don't listen unless you have watched the episode if you care about that sort of thing and i'm going to give you guys a few more seconds to think about uh, what you would do in the challenge while we listen to rupaul telling us uh, what the challenge is now ladies as all stars you know firsthand that VIP travelers these days don't just want a room. They want an unforgettable experience. I know I do. In this week's Maxi Challenge, you'll be starring in the hottest new hotel design show, Shantae, enjoy your stay. Now working in teams, 
You need to design and present your own signature suites worthy of a five-star boutique hotel. So they're designing so well. Yeah, they're designing hotel rooms. What a fun challenge for a drag competition. I so a pl- I kind of want to know like what did the producers think that this was going to result in when they pitched this as a maxi challenge? Because clearly they thought that this was going to work and make for great TV. So what in their minds about this was going to be fun and interesting for people to watch? That's what I think was probably the weirdest thing for me was like, what did you think would happen here? I think Object Furniture said, we'll give you a bunch of money to feature our stuff on your show. Make it work. Uh, And the producers were like, well, we did a room design challenge last year. Let's just do a room design challenge this year. What kind of pun can we make on uh, a RuPaul catchphrase? Shantae, enjoy your stay. I mean, the pun is the best part of the challenge. (laughs) The puns are often the best parts of the episode. So so that's the challenge. How would you guys have approached it? What do you think? Who wants to go first? Okay. Can I preface? If you need to. So on an episode of Cribs, where you are walking around Shaquille O'Neal's mansion and you get to his bedroom, he has a completely custom-made circular bed. I would like to have a hotel where everything is just see, like everything is a circle. It's all just circular. Everything is pattern circular. You're only eating circular foods because a lot of the best foods are circular. And yeah, it would be like something like a global experience because they're like globes. I don't know. So there'd be maps and stuff, but they'd be the maps that are like the actually correct ones. I don't know what that word is, but yeah, it'd just be a lot of circles, I think, because I've always wanted to, I just have been obsessed with that bed ever since I saw Shaq have one. Name for it? It would be the what goes around comes around suite. Oh, nice. I'm into the name for sure. I think uh, a lot will be a lot will be revealed in the execution. We'll yes. see how that goes. Elliot, how about you? Uh, I think, I don't know, it wouldn't work well for this challenge, but I've always kind of had like aspirations of buying like a 1950s, 1960s like roadside motel and like bringing it back to its like original 1950s, 1960s kind of glory, like lean into the like retro cheesiness of that time period and it's like that's what i would totally jump into and embrace as a challenge like for this show it would be a horrible idea because i don't know where you go with that but it's always kind of been in the back of my mind like to buy one of those cool like hotels and fix it up yeah i'm actually not too far away from you because this is how i thought about approaching it how do you pick a theme that you know the judges will know about like how do you pick a reference that you know the judges will be familiar with And so what I thought about was, well, why don't you just pick one of the previous well-known drag queens and design a room around them? So I decided that I would pick Trixie Mattel because it'd be very easy to style the room with lots of pink and lots of retro furniture because her look is very 50s, 60s, and then just make a bunch of references to Trixie Mattel and how she failed at the snatch game. and, And like, I'd be like, welcome to my hotel room. It's very nice and has a lot to offer. So I would just make a bunch of Trixie Mattel references because you know the judges will get that. They understand who these people are. Bianca Del Rio Grande. See, there you go. See, there you go. With a a bunch of insults for your guests. 
Maybe there's not even a bed. Sleep on the floor. It's like- yeah. And they'd get it. You know, they'd get it. So that's how I came at it. And that's where, and that's where with like Jujube, that's where I thought she was going when her team was first starting to talk about it. And Jujube threw out like, oh, let's do an Alaska room. And I'm like, oh, this is genius. And then she was talking about the legit state Alaska. And I was like, oh, what? Huh? What's going on? So yeah, that's where I thought they were going to go. It's like have a hotel room designed around the drag queen Alaska. And that would have been hilarious. Yeah, agreed. So we are going to talk about what the drag queens decided to do in this challenge. They were formed into teams, which also makes this even more difficult because now you have to coordinate styles and thoughts and ideas and, and the walkthrough because that's part of it. RuPaul did say as part of the introduction to the challenge, you are designing and presenting your hotel suite. So that is important. And there was also a runway this week for us to consider. That runway was three looks in one, three looks, something like that. Basically, they wanted reveals. They wanted transformations. So let's talk about our very first team. We did a random drawing earlier, and the teams are Ms. Cracker, Mariah Paris Balenciaga, and Shea Coulee. So Mariah... Cracker and Shay were on a team. Their suite was based on the Golden Girls, which again, I thought was very smart because here's a reference that the judges will most likely understand because the Golden Girls, even if you haven't watched the series, like it's so everywhere that you kind of know about it anyways. So I think it's my turn this week to go first. So I will. It is even though I don't like it. So I have them just listed in the order that the teams were announced. So the very first person, the first name that was said was Ms. Cracker. So let me go to my ballot here and take a look at what I said about Ms. Cracker. So here's the first thing I noticed about Ms. Cracker, and this is maybe just an audiobook narrator thing, but she did her voice in that very, like, just making it high like when men tried to do women's voices and they just really just pitch it way up here. And now I'm a voice. And it's like, well, that's not a character voice, honey. You just made your voice high. So I didn't really love her take on Rose. I love the name Rose Bud because each of the Queens, we should explain for our listeners, uh, they decided to be one of those golden girls. And so she was kind of the take on Rose and Island. And I just didn't feel like the voice worked for me. So it wasn't a very successful impression and it wasn't a very success like even the look wasn't quite there for me and i i think she could have also focused on sounding older she still sounded very young but i thought she had solid jokes i thought the the joke about here's a phone so you can call your kids who won't pick up or something like that was great she joked about old queens which is great (laughs) I don't know if the cream cheese pie was a joke or just a mistake, but either way, I found it funny. And her runway, I am, I've i never watched the whole movie Anastasia. I'm not really into, like, Russian history. So I didn't get the reference just by looking at it. But when she told me about it, I liked the look a lot more. I thought it was a very well-executed look, especially the second look. Like, I could take or leave the egg and the final look, but that second look, I thought, the one that was in the middle with all the pieces still attached but not covering her, stunning. I thought she looked amazing. But yeah, the first one and the third one, fine, but I I wasn't excited by them. 
So Ms. Cracker got my three. So I think that means Melissa goes next. Yes. So I hated what she was wearing. Like, I feel like it wasn't aged up. She was just wearing a dress and like a sweater. Like it's an outfit that a student wears to friends. And her wig did nothing to help age her either. So especially compared to like what Shay was wearing, it did not really work. I loved the Anastasia reference. My name was almost Anastasia, but my mom thought it sounded like a stripper name. So Melissa is where we are now. And I I don't know how you could not have been completely tickled by her dancing. Like the little dance moves she was doing as the egg were so good. And I, I mean... She's a pizza queen to me, so I love everything. I do wish that she had, like, done something with her looks that she took off so they weren't just, like, sitting on the runway, like a high school, like, musicals fitting room because it just looked messy and it just looked in the way. But I, I don't know. I liked all of the looks on her, and I also loved her in the red wig, but she she really did not, did not do great in that Golden Girls aspect of the challenge. So she got my five. I thought her rosebud okay was okay for me. I think she could have been just a little bit dingier. Like, not that Rose in Golden Girls was dingy, but I think she was just kind of a little flighty, and I guess. And I think I think Cracker could have showed that a little bit more in terms of her characterization. And like the whole cream cheese pie was it was a missed opportunity, I think, by everybody in that group. Like you set up an amazing joke there, and none of them took it at all. I thought her look overall, like dramatic transformation between the egg and the dress, yes, but like, is an egg really a look? Like, is she going to walk down the street wearing it? <laughs> like, I'm not sure that's an actual look in my book, but okay. The second dress was gorgeous and phenomenal. And so I, like, it, it looked overall really good. I think oh, I'm going to say a really bad forensics judge thing. Like, this was a week I was hard-pressed to give the one. Like, I know I have to, but it was just like, ooh. So, Miss Cracker got my two this week. Overall, it was pretty good. I think she could have done more. I think she was in her head a lot of the time, and so that hurt her to some degree. Yeah. Wow, I feel like a jerk now. I'm curious. So, like, this, this week I did what I did the first week, which is I watched the challenge on the runway, and then I made John wait. While I wrote my notes and I ranked. Did you guys watch it all the way through and then rank? So uh, I watched I watched the whole episode on Friday, but like I wasn't fully paying attention. So I rewatched it this morning and I paused between each challenge to like take notes about the girls and then I just did the notes as they were going for their runways. Uh-huh. I watched I watched the challenge, paused it wrote comments, kind of did a rough ranking for myself, <clears throat> then watched the runway, finessed my ranking again. And then this morning I went back and watched the challenge again, just to make sure I was like where I wanted to be. Okay. Yeah. The reason I bring that up is that like, I don't know about you guys, but my take on these chal- on this challenge is going to be very different than what aired on RuPaul's Drag Race. Like I saw different, oh. I saw different things than the judges saw. So Next up, after Ms. Cracker, they announced Mariah would be in that group. So talking about Mariah Paris Balenciaga, I thought she got a little lost in this skit. I think she understood who her character was, but wasn't fully committed to bringing Blanche Devereaux to life. 
in the same way that one of her team members was. When you're in a group with strong personalities, I think that's often used as an excuse in drag race and in forensics that like I've worked with groups where like one person is like, well, how do I compete with the other two people who are in my group? And it's like, well, that's on you. It's not up to them to be less. It's up to you to be more. And that's kind of like the pep talk I felt Mariah needed. Like you, you've got to rise to the occasion with these two team members. I thought her little black dress look and the gown were great. I, I didn't find much to complain about there. I felt it was like a good transition between the two looks. Was it unexpected? No. And like then the first look, she just threw like, it's like she went to her local car wash and like pulled one of those sponge things off <laughs> and then wrapped herself in it. She was like wearing a ShamWow down the runway and called it a third look and then took off the ShamWow and was like, now here's my dress that also has a reveal. So like, does it feel like three looks to me? It does not. I'm afraid Michelle Visage and I were on the same page about, about this particular look. So it was just kind of like the runway was kind of meh for me. Uh, and she got my four. Wow. I, so here's a fun fact about me. I have not watched many episodes of Golden Girls, but I have watched a good amount of episodes of Designing Women. And I really feel like Mariah's look was much more Designing Women than it was Golden Girls. And she like, she had just the one main joke of her slapping the pit crew member with a, with a sausage. And like, that was funny, but otherwise like wasn't doing a whole lot for me. The following critique is one that I'm going to say often. A jacket is not a reveal. It's not a reveal, especially because I do believe this challenge is influenced by uh runway. They did on drag race Thailand where they did three, one looks and, if you have not seen that, go look it up on YouTube because all of Drag Race Thailand season one is on YouTube. The reveals they were doing on that are buck wild compared to these. And I'm sorry, taking off your jacket and throwing your like dollar store Batman mask off were not, it's not, it's not a reveal to me. And also the rhinestoning on that gown, I understand what you are attempting to do, but like it should have come in more to give you more of a shape because it made her look so wide. And then she's like, this is based on a look that J-Lo did. And I was like, I like, are you talking about like the J-Lo line for Target or for Kohl's? I mean, cause then maybe, but like, otherwise I just, oh, I hate, mm, I didn't like any of it. And, it, and yeah, she got my eight. Yeah. I think Mar there's a couple issues here. I think with Mariah, I think number one, I really wonder if she was familiar with Blanche from Golden Girls. And so if she didn't know what that character was like, to have it described to you to hope you get it is probably not easy to do. I think also Mariah probably thought, hey, I'm with Shay and I'm with Cracker. Those are two queens who have been doing really, really well. They're going to carry me and I'm probably not going to have to try that hard to be able to get into the top because I'm with strong people in my group. And so maybe that was in the back of her mind that she's like, oh, I can coast this week because I can just ride on their coattails. And speaking of coat, you're right. That does not make a third outfit. I think what could have helped is if that coat was a dramatically different color than the dress that was underneath it, maybe I would have bought it more as a separate look, but everything was all very dark colors. And so it ended up kind of just not looking like a distinct look at all. 
And I agree with you 100%, Melissa, on the, the beating on that final gown. Like, it was not doing her any favors whatsoever. Initially, I was like, oh, this is beautiful. But, like, as you saw it closer and closer, I was like, oh, this is not good at all. Yeah, it was it was a rough week for Mariah in my eyes. Uh, so she ended up with my six. Okay. As a group on, on, on their concept, I just want to throw out there that, like, I thought this was to me, the most successful concept. I loved the yeah. idea of it. Yes. I liked the execution of the room. Like I, mm -hmm. if you sat me in front of that room and said, guess what their theme is? I think I would get to Golden Girls within three guesses. And yeah. so it, to yeah. me, it just made, made sense as a choice. And I thought they executed it really well. So that brings us to Shay. I, and again, maybe it's just because like I'm an audiobook actor and so like the voice really matters to me, but like I thought Shay did such a good B Arthur and I, I think she didn't fall into the trap of like trying to make her voice sound all weird and girly. Like she just kind of played the character well. I thought that was amusing in and of itself. She got read on by the judges for not having jokes and I was like, well, I thought it was funny. I don't know. So I enjoyed her performance. I really liked her play on B. Arthur. I thought her character was consistent. She never lost it. My eyes kept coming back to her, probably because she was, I wanted her to be doing more of the talking, and they really, in what we saw, featured Ms. Cracker a lot more. And I was like, ooh, that, I, if, if that was what actually happened in the room, Shay should have had more to say. I think it could have been more successful for them. And then when we get to the runway, again, when it comes to smart concepts, I just think metamorphosis is such a good way to approach three looks in one challenge that I love the idea. I'm not personally a fan of like the neon color palette. Like that's not really my, my jam, but I was really impressed with the originality and the boldness of it. And so Shay got my two. Okay. I really, I was really disappointed that they mostly just used her for reaction shots. Like it was just a lot of like, Cracker saying something and then I'm just coming back to Shay just being like, uh -huh. and that was, that's, I, that made me so sad. And like, I don't know if part of it was that she has this complex about last week, how she was the great one in her group and the two people she was with were the bottom. And so I don't know if she was trying to balance that out by letting the two of them shine, but it was like to her detriment a little bit. And I thought she was the best looking of the three like in terms of the theme of their room, it was very Golden Girls, the giant chunky necklace. I was into it. I I can't even begin to explain how much I love this look on her. It is just, it was beautiful. I was very much into it. My one super dumb critique is that her, like she paint, like the bottom of her neck is purple. And so the purple didn't go all the way down. And then she also didn't paint the back of her neck. So when she turned around, you just saw her regular skin under her wig. Also a similar critique to Cracker where I wish the parts that she'd pulled off had gone off the stage, but she was just so committed to that. And also if it helps Kurt, those colors that she's wearing, like the actual like rosy maple moth is like, like just very right and very, like those are like how it actually looks and the the fact that she did her makeup like that in the, what I'm sure was a very short period of time and it looked that good I was very excited but the the fact that she really just didn't step up as much as I'd hope she did 
in the actual challenge. Left Shea Coulee with my three this week. I, I think the one of the challenges here for her is that she's playing Dorothy, and Dorothy was a very dry sense of humor, witty comments based on what someone else has said. And I think sometimes trying to play the deadpan dry sense of humor reads like you're not doing anything. And I think Shay also, from what I've seen of her so far, it isn't the kind of person who just quickly takes digs at people. So for her, it would be very out of character for her normal personality to like take a dig at Miss Cracker when she calls it cream cheese pie. Like that was the opportunity for Dorothy to be like, come on, Rose, it's cheesecake. We all know this. Like it was like, and I don't think that's her personality to like critique someone. And I think that like the rule of improv is you never shut anybody down. Like you let it go. And I wonder if maybe that was in her mind, like don't shut people down because it's going to cause the scene to come to a halt. So I, I think she did a good job embracing the like Dorothy character, but it was just, she could have gone a little bit further with that one. In terms of her runway concept, I thought the concept was really cool. I, I'm the, the neon colors threw me off. It just didn't, I don't know. It did for me, it didn't work for her. And that wig was crazy weird. I don't know what was going on on the top of her head, but ooh. Yeah, so it was like not a great week. I think she she did enough to to stay in the top, so she got my four. This is more fun recording with video because I get to watch Melissa's reactions to what you are saying. <laughs> I I am excited that this is our first week where, like, we aren't all exactly the same, but like also, I think this is what <laughs> happens though when overall you feel like it was a lackluster round. Yeah. Like it's right. it's harder to judge lackluster rounds than it is to judge ones where like they're all excellent or they're all bad. This was just kind of like a lot of yeah, I can see this was good and this wasn't good and you know. I I felt pretty strongly about my top two and I told John yesterday when I shared my rankings with him, like the rest, three through eight, okay. Like I, I made a decision, but could have gone either way. So that was group yeah. number one. Let's hear about Group number two. The next team is Jujubee, India Farah, and Alexis Mateo. All right. So Jujubee, Alexis, and India, they did a tropical jungle-themed room, you know? The Glamazone. The, right. Which, to me, I didn't like the name because it took it from Glamazon, which is related to the Amazon jungle and took it further away. So I was like, I don't get what you did there. It's kind of like you you ruined the pun. But, okay, maybe maybe RuPaul has trademarked Glamazon and they weren't allowed to use it. Maybe. But I, I would have just kept with that. So anyways, uh, Jujubee was announced first, so I will talk about Jujubee. You know, this, we've talked about Jujubee's sense of humor and how funny she is in the past, and this is where she finally got to shine with that sense of humor. I love that she doesn't take herself too seriously. And I think that is the key to being successful in this type of improv challenge. She just went with it. She wasn't too worried about being polished or perfect. She spoke off the cuff when it worked. She interacted with the judges. Her jokes were great. So I, I really feel like she excelled in the presentation of the room in a way that nobody else did the whole challenge. Everybody else should have been paying attention to how how she did that walkthrough. And I also felt like she really dominated it for her team. And the runway, you know, here we have three different looks. 
So I was, I'm glad to see three different looks. Did I love each of them individually? I did not. But I thought this was a case where as a whole, I think they were greater than the sum of their parts because I liked the idea of doing three different holiday outfits that did actually change from outfit to outfit. So even though I wasn't like in love with any individual look, I felt like it wasn't bad enough to detract from her fantastic performance in the maxi challenge. So for me, I, she got my one. Yeah, this it's almost unfair how well she did in such a stupid challenge. I can't even begin to tell you how hard I laughed when she was listing off the exotic fruits in the basket. Hey, like I can't even roll my R the way she did when she rolled the R in grapes. It was I just couldn't? I thought it was so good, and I again I appreciate that her runway was three separate looks. I really did not enjoy the Santa baby outfit, mostly because that wig was very very cheap, which I understand why if you're only going to wear it for 45 seconds and throw it off. And I do wish the bustier in the like the Easter look of that like filled out better or just fit her better. It just looked a little odd, but it's Jujubee and she can sell anything. And like she was the only redeeming factor of this entire dumb, stupid challenge. So she also got my one. Okay. Boy, I'm not going to score a lot of points today on this one. Okay. And you know, you all know, I love me some Jujubee. She is my pizza queen. I thought she did. She definitely took charge of the whole presentation part of this challenge without a doubt. I thought the jokes a little bit kind of got a little bit one note. Like how many times do we need to say that your grandma made something in the room? Like that got a little bit old to me. I mean, as much as she was taking charge, I think she also wasn't setting up her group mate group mates very well to then bounce off of her. And so I thought that was a bit of a disadvantage for them. I thought Jujubee interacted with the judges way better than she interacted with her own teammates in this challenge. She was still like, she still did a great job. In terms of the runway look, I thought that the concept again was a great idea, but I thought the transition between two and three was a little bit lackluster from going from Christmas to Easter just seemed like it was the same bodysuit that she kept on, I feel like for both of them, the boots stayed on. She took off a wig and replaced it with some bunny ears. I thought it was a little bit like, eh. so like it was not, for me, that was not a stellar look. I think she still did a good job this week. Uh, so she ended up with my three. Okay. Can we address something? Because you guys both called out India for like overusing uh, the phrase, what was it in her song? It's not a contact sport. And now you're saying right, Juju yes. overused that joke, but I only remember it being used twice. Like so she made it or, the two chairs. Mm -hmm. And then when she was laying down on the bed with the judges, I think the judge kind of then asked like, Oh, did your grandmother make these as well? Okay. So that's not and her fault. That's true. So you're right. She yes. had a bit that I thought worked and I don't think she overused it. And actually the rule of most jokes is to use it three times. What is with you people and not wanting a joke to be used more than once? I think that on the third time, the funniest response Jujubee could have given was, I have no idea what you're talking about. My grandmother doesn't make things like that. Just, then I would have my been like, been... <laughs> exactly like that would have been the best Jujubee retort and just like made fun of the fact that like, yes, I've used this joke two times and now I'm going to squash you from using it because that's my joke. Like that to me would have been even funnier yet. Okay. I agree with that. I think that would have been funnier, okay. but I think you're resting on repetitive and you need to, 
you need to up your step your my- step your p u s s i y up. Okay. I don't know how to spell that word. <laughs> I tried to not say it because I didn't want to have to. You're- Whoops! Don't ask me to draw it. Oh, we are next level. <laughs> All right. So that was Juju B, who got a couple of good scores. Anyways, after Juju, they announced that India would be on that team. So India, I wrote, were you in the room tour? What had happened to you? That's my entire critique of India during that room tour. Where'd she go? The runway. First of all, I have to say, I love herringbone as a pattern. I I don't know if that's controversial or not, because sometimes I like things that other people don't. I love it as 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 a pattern in fabric. I like it. But not in black and brown. I really don't think there are many occasions when black and brown go together well in fashion. And not in that shape. I did not enjoy the first look at all. I thought it was weird looking. It looked like there was a bunch of stuff that needed to be taken off of a swimsuit. So I, and I, can we call that three looks? Because to me, it just looked like one look that had a few reveals. And if the challenge was to strip, she nailed it. So uh, she got my seven, and I can tell by the faces Melissa is making that we disagree on at least part of my assessment. Yeah, I don't know how you forgot about her because she made everyone watching the show very uncomfortable as she walked us through the golden shower and was just up against that wall, and that was all she did. Like, basically... India and Alexis were just, I, I say this in Alexis's thing, it was like Jujubi is the seasoned employee who India and Alexis are the new hires who are following her around in the shadows to learn how to give the tour. Like, they don't know what they're doing. They're just off to the side. That's, and a, just, great com- that's a great comparison. And she put all of this effort into that golden shower bit, and yet, like, Right after that, it shoots to Jujube eating a banana. She doesn't say anything. She just looks into the camera and takes a bite out of a banana. And it was way funnier than the minute that we had just spent with India over there. So, I mean. Since we're offering critiques on how queens could have improved their jokes, can we just talk about how if that shower head had been at crotch level and she would have had to, like, go down, it would have been funnier? If she had had to be on her knees for that golden shower joke? It would have I worked. I thought it would better. have been funnier if it were like one of those like removable shower heads with like a detachable shower head. There we go. I yeah. I guess we both don't. <laughs> I I didn't understand everything in that outfit being trimmed in that awful cheap fur. Like it's obviously it looked it didn't look expensive, but I do think everything fit this like weird silhouette she gave herself. And I, I did think that it was three different looks. Did I think it was a three-in-one, or was she really revealing anything? No, but there were three different, like, silhouettes that she was giving out. And I did like the pants in the second look, but, like, it didn't wow me in any way, shape, or form. So she got my six. Um, yeah, I agree with a lot of what you all have said. I think when it came to the challenge itself, I think she could have taken her one moment with the golden showers and also gone in a completely different direction and pretended to have not understood what the concept of a golden shower was and to just like treat it as this ditzy, like, oh, it's a shower from a golden shower head and like make some jokes about it. But 
like she didn't she didn't lean into the sultry campiness of it, but she didn't also like play it off as ditzy. And so I don't think she even knew what she was doing alone while she was doing it. And I think for all three Jujubi, Alexis, India, their presentation style was all so similar to each other that it read as very boring across the board. And if I think they had approached each of their characters differently as a tour guide, it would have made that scene a whole lot better overall. In terms of her look on the runway, I feel like this is kind of like <clears throat> a step up from a suit separate where you just put all of the suit separates on and then just like gradually took them off as you're walking down the runway. So from my standpoint, like this wasn't three separate looks. This is just one outlook outfit that you just stripped out of pretty much. I do agree though that herringbone is a beautiful pattern and I'm not opposed to it at all. But yeah, this, this just did not do it for me. Yeah, so uh, India this week was my bottom. She got my eight this week. Also, what do golden showers have to do with the rainforest? Nothing. Like, is it because when you're walking through the rainforest, there's a lot of animals and you could get, like... <laughs> it does rain in the rainforest. So, like, there are rain showers. Which, again, like, that could have been funny to have, like, a, a rain shower head above and then, like, down below the golden shower. Again, for or two different like, experiences. We we have a rainforest shower and she's like upturns a bucket onto herself. Like I would have been into that sure, too. Yeah. Oh, lots sure. of missed opportunities mm-hmm. there. Yeah, man, we would be way better at this challenge than they were. <laughs> it's true. As a, as a trio, we would have nailed it as Nicole sure. Byer would say. Oh, <laughs> okay. So that was India. Then we had Alexis Mateo. The first things first, I could not stop looking at her eyes because her makeup looked like she had some sort of eye infection. Thank you. You're welcome. I thought she seemed a little lost. Again, Juju had complete command of the room, so she got lost, but also looked a little lost from time to time. Like, she didn't really seem like she knew what she was doing. They highlighted her her single funny moment in the episode where, like, something went wrong and she just went with it, and I think that's the charm of Alexis, and I'm glad that she had that one positive moment, but to me that was it. And, uh, you know, her runway, I, I said, if the goal of any runway is to have the clothes flatter... I don't think any of these looks were successful. Like, they did not flatter her. But I was impressed with how different they were. They were three different looks. But the problem was the one I liked the best was the first one. And then to me, they got worse as they went on. So I lost interest. I wasn't really into it. And I don't think she looked good in any of the clothes. But I did like just the pattern of the robe that she wore. I liked I, I liked that as like a big top robe look. She got my five. Wow. Yeah, she was I it looked like she had pink eye and I was worried for her with that makeup look. And she contributed so little to the tour. <laughs> Again, it was just like she was learning how to give like get give the tour based on how Juju B did it. I the 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 concept of her looks is cool, but like that jacket truly was like she was wearing a tent with sleeves. If she had taken that off and it had transitioned into like a ringmaster's outfit, and then that had transitioned into a a fitted, less ridiculously colored, like trapeze artist, I would have been totally there for it. The concept was great. Execution, awful. I got so excited when she came out in a big top look. Also, the size of that jacket made it look like she was going to be wearing something much bigger and cooler underneath and then she just wasn't so yeah that oh i hated that ballerina look so much just 
so, so much. She got my seven. I was not having, I, I was not there for Alexis Mateo this week. Yeah, I, I wasn't there for her either. I think not only in the challenge, but like how she was stirring up st- stuff the entire time. I was like, what are you doing, girl? Like, you do not need to do this. Um, I think, yeah, she, other than initially introducing the room, then it was like she just disappeared during that challenge. And I think it took her way too long to try and get back in front of the camera again on that room tour. I, I thought, I agree, like these were three very different looks on the runway. Uh, so props for like embracing the challenge and truly showing three 100% different looks. I cannot tell you the last time I've been to a circus though that had ballerinas in it. So I'm not sure what kind of circus she's going to. Maybe it's a Puerto Rican circus. I have no idea. But like I've never seen a ballerina in a circus ever. So she, She had a rough week for me. Uh, She was my seven for the week. Okay. And then we have our our final group. And last but not least, Mayhem Miller and Blank Clea. So we have Mayhem Miller announced first. So Mayhem, I don't know. This is where I feel like my opinions are going to be controversial. So I, I have some overall thoughts first about their take on the challenge, if I can share those first, which is... I was so unimpressed with their luxury room suite idea. It is so first thought to me, a luxury hotel suite that's rich. Ooh, groundbreaking. I can't believe they got as much props for the room that they did as, as the, that they did. It, to me, it is so the first thing you think of. There's no humor in it. I don't think it was even executed that well. I thought it looked like a poor man's Club 96, which they were clearly trying to to go off of. So overall, I felt like this was the worst concept, and I I hated it. I thought, and the fact that they got praised for it by the judges makes me upset. I did not think it was smart or well done. So Mayhem had a, a good bit with the mirror when she was pretending to be like the the man in the mirror. And I was like, okay, that was good. But her look while she was doing that tour, I thought she was being swallowed by that dress. I and and it doesn't look expensive to me to have something that ill-fitting and and ill-proportioned. And I thought they both, because of the color scheme they picked for the room and the outfits they wore, I thought they were literally blending into the background, which I don't think is a smart choice when you are trying to pop on camera. And when it came to the runway. She turned that corner and I was like, oh my God, my next change is here. That's what she looked like to me, which is not a compliment. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> sorry, Ms. Monet. I love you for other reasons. But, you know, she was like season 10 Monet exchange on the runway. I did not think it flattered. It was two looks, barely. It was barely two looks, maybe like 1.75 looks. So it definitely wasn't three. I felt she failed on that part of the challenge. And ah, I'm sorry, my dear, you failed to meet the brief, as they would say in uh, other British television shows. Uh, she got my eight. Ooh. Okay. Dang. Yeah, it was just, it was wannabe Club 96. And it was, I don't know, it really wasn't for me. I wrote down, what the hell are you wearing? That dress was hideous. It didn't make any sense. It looked like the skirt from a renaissance fair outfit that she just put around her neck and also like she was basically just the sidekick to blair but i do think she did that well like 
Blair does well in this room and Mayhem plays off of her well. I have no idea why they changed just her name, though, to LeMay. Like, why isn't you just La Mayhem Miller? Like, why, why just her name? And Blair doesn't change her name at all. Uh, I did not get that at all. But I, her rank for me is where it is because I do think she played off of Blair well. Again, with the runway, a jacket is not a reveal. It's just not. And I did not like anything about this outfit until she took the wig off and she was just wearing the cute little, like, her hair just wrapped up. And she was in the swimsuit, but she also, it like, it looks pretty cheap, but she's ranked where she is for me because of how well she boosted Blair, but agreed with previous statements where people could have been anywhere for me. She got my four, begrudgingly, but she got my four. Yeah, Blair, I think Blair drove this duo and Mayhem just managed to not get in the way of it and stop it from happening. Uh, I think she played along relatively well. I think where they could have gone with this is that I I don't know if it's universally accepted that 20 fair carat gold implies richness and opulence. And I think that's where they could have leaned into the fact that there is a perception that like, Ooh, gold is rich. Well, no, there's actually more expensive metals than that. But like, that's where they could have gone more over the top of like, Oh, it's gold. It's so rich. And they, they started to get there, but just did not take it the whole way. I think she could have also done a little bit more to differentiate her character from Blair. I think they were trying to match each other too much. And I think this was an opportunity for Mayhem to do a little bit something different if she wanted. Yeah, her look during the challenge, I I didn't get it at all. Yeah, her runway look, I loved that that pink uh, printed fabric. I thought it was beautiful, but that this was not three looks. Yeah, one and a half at most, uh, for sure. She ended up in my middle, so Mayhem's my five. For the week okay uh, and then her teammate blair st Clair. so i will say i i had blair and mayhem at my bottom because i hated their concept so much i thought i just thought it was so lazy i thought their room was so lazy and unoriginal and i just hated it she got however some credit for that final look on the runway after two looks that i thought were that final look with the like the, the brownish gold jumpsuit I thought was stunning. The first two were eh, fine. I thought ill-fitting and weird looking and I didn't really, like I wasn't in love with them. She, I follow her on Instagram and she had more fitted versions of those two looks on her Instagram feed, which obviously she couldn't achieve if she had more fabric underneath. And they were cute when they were fitted or maybe just like the angle was just right. But I didn't, I wasn't in love with the first two looks on her runway. And again, the look that she had in the challenge itself maybe it's just because when i was a junior in high school we did a little shop of horrors and we had not only were we double cast but we doubled the number of the street urchins you know who are the three traditionally black girls who sing their faces off as sort of like the greek chorus of that story so instead of three black girls we had 12 white girls and they all needed like a, a dress for the end of the show and i was one of the few people in the cast who actually knew how to use a sewing machine so i made two of those dresses out of fabric bought from walmart that was like gold sequin on like gold threaded fabric and so every time i see that sort of fabric i just think it looks so cheap 
And the way the gold looked, the gold of Blair's outfit looked inside the room to me just read as really inexpensive. So I, I, I thought neither one of them looked rich. And again, they were both blending into the background. So for me, I liked the final jumpsuit look with the long blonde hair. And that got her out of my seven and into my six. Yes. The room was not for me. But there were some really solid jokes that, that Blair was delivering when they were talking about, like, how rich. And she goes, Daddy Rich. That made me laugh. I loved that. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, the, the, it's, it's Club 96 wannabe for sure. But the very end of their thing where it's like, don't let the gold bugs bite. It's like, yeah, they were very expensive. I liked that. That made me laugh too. So even though their room was awful, I feel like Blair did a good job of elevating it via humor. Like you, I sort of didn't pay attention to anything that was around in the room because I was just listening to the jokes that she was telling. And also her dress, fine, look, not for you, but her makeup was beautiful. I just paused and stared at her for a little while because it makes me angry that that they're better girl than me. But I hated the first wig that she was wearing with those looks. It was not cute. I do like the reveal wig. I wasn't a fan of the jumpsuit. I feel like it could have fit better. And w- along the notes of like the first two looks just being like throwaway, I think the best reveals are the ones where you it doesn't look like there's about to be a reveal like where it just looks like you're wearing an outfit it's fit well and then all of a sudden boom there's something underneath it and boom there's something underneath it which this one where you're like okay i know she's gonna take off that shoddy item Ooh, this one's even shoddier okay oh it's all the reveal this i do give her credit though that she had those pant legs like pulled up underneath there and they like flowed down gorgeously blair got my two (laughs) i I just think that the amount of work that she put into actually making that awful room funny really worked for me. But I did, the second they panned into the room and the bed was like just floating in the middle of the room, I was like, oh my God, Kurt is going to hate that. I hated it all. And I guess because I thought the concept was so lazy, I also thought that calling something daddy rich or like calling gold bugs expensive, like to me, it just wasn't funny it was so first thought it's like well of course that's what you would say you would really think daddy rich and if you go back and watch that they said like five things that weren't funny before they finally got to something that was like okay that was a little funny i so i agree i think the i mean gold is certainly not my jam whatsoever they definitely leaned into the gold for sure and if they wanted gold opulence like everything was gold i think she was clearly in charge of this performance i think she i think More than the others, I felt like that Blair and Mayhem had a clear plan of what they were going to do and what they were going to talk about. And maybe the Golden Girls as well. But I feel like the Jungle Girls, they kind of just, it felt like they just ad-libbed it and figured it out as they went. Whereas I thought Blair and Mayhem knew, here's what we're going to talk about. Here's the parts of the room we're going to go to. And we know what we're going to say about it. I... I loved her runway look. And yes, I think it could have fit her a little bit better, but I just thought the three different time periods was a really smart idea. I thought she transitioned between each of them well. I thought some of the other girls struggled going from one to the other, but for Blair, like she knew how to like have those reveals. I thought it was very smooth. 
that final jumpsuit was amazing. Like I thought it looked incredible on her. So I, for me, like this was Blair's week. I put her as my number one. She was my top girl this week. Yeah. I, Fine. yeah, I disagree so strongly. <laughs> That's okay. I feel like this week, well, I mean, this week, I think maybe more than other weeks, like we all are, we've been all over the yeah. place. I'm anxious to see how this pans yeah, out. Yeah, me too. Well, on that note, I'm going to jump into Tab Room, and you guys okay. can uh, chat some more about uh, the episode, and maybe even the Lip Sync Assassin, which I have some opinions about. Oh, well, then we'll wait for that for you to come back on. Uh, did you know who that designer guy was? I have never heard of him in my entire life, and no. his sequin <clears throat> camouflage jacket made me up. Yeah. was bad i yeah i didn't know who he was and he wasn't compelling enough for me to want to google him and yeah. find out more about him either i was just like who is this guy i don't get it <clears throat> yeah one thing that i thought was missing from this episode was i wanted to see more of the interactions of the queens when they were talking about how they were going to present these rooms like it showed them like painting them and getting them ready, which then they clearly handed over to producers to finish and just finish the room. Yeah. Call in the PAs. Exactly. And, but then we never saw them like planning out what is our tour going to look like. And so the episode ended up focusing more on workroom drama than it did how they actually executed this challenge. And I think we maybe would have been more invested in the challenge if we had actually seen them do more with it arrive at the end result that we got to see. So I thought just the, the approach to the whole episode ended up being very off for me. Positives. When Michelle and that guy walk into the 24 karat gold and they talk about, we're here, you can feel rich. And Michelle's like, we are rich. <laughs> I was like, yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are, ma'am. Yeah, I, I, did, I did enjoy Shay sticking up for cracker when alexis was trying to cause drama that's a very uncommon thing in drag race because normally like you can tell the producers want something to blow up and they want it to get bigger so the queens just sort of sit there quietly but she was like yeah. guys that's not what's going on uh-uh mm -hmm. like, like come on take it back bring it back in and i yeah. it just made me love shay even more and dislike I alexis a little bit more for sure and I will also be very intrigued to see the fallout next week when some of the queens have to own up for who they voted to eliminate and see what happens. Yes. Oh, my God. I, I would not have. I am not of the idea of taking out your competition. I believe in the fairness of like, if you do poorly, you do poorly and Correct. you go. And I don't think Shay did poorly. And I want to know that I won because I beat the best people, not because I won by beating the worst people because I got rid of the other top competitors. Yeah, no. That is That's all well and good. Uh, there's in already principle. followed online. I don't know, guys. $100,000, you wouldn't be like, okay, I'm just going to get rid of this person. There's already fallout online, like one from Alexis and Cracker's thing, and two for the queens who did vote against Shay. Like, people being like, that's such a, that's such a cheap move, that's a cop-out, blah, blah, blah. Like, for me, it would be the reaction at like of the people who are watching. Yeah, this happened a year ago, and I might have forgotten what I did, but like, fans are the ones who pay your bills. Like, you got the hundred thousand dollars, but that's gonna get taxed, and um, then you got to uh, keep touring because you can't yeah. come back on the show no more. And if you are alienating like people who are gonna give you money, that's not to your benefit. And so I, 
I'm I'm of the cracker mentality where I just want everyone to like me um, or else. I I just I think as long as you're honest about it, which I think both of the people who voted for her were like neither one of them said like, oh, I thought she really did a bad job or like, I think this is the right decision. They were both like, this is my chance to get rid of a really strong competitor and I'm taking it. I respect that. Maybe I'm. This shows our Hogwarts I, house is so intensely right now. <laughs> yes, that is probably true. I do. I agree. I appreciate their owning up to it and being honest about it. Yes. I just disagree with the strategy of it. Well, I'm letting, I would probably be that person just saying, okay. <laughs> They're like, well, these are the rules of the game. So bye. <laughs> Love you. See you. See you at the reunion. Um, do we want to talk lip sync assassin? Before yes. or after so I, I don't even really care about the lip sync that much. I just care about what Monet was wearing, which I hated so much. <laughs> It looked, what did I say in the chat, Melissa? It looked like she stole it from an eighth grade figure skating competition. Yeah, so cheap. Really <sighs> disappointing. So. Like, I like the color on her. Like, I do like that, like, pastel orange color on her. But, like, even the shoes, I was like, oh. I swore up and down when we saw the preview for this week's episode that that was Latrice. Because Latrice wears those booty things and it was clearly dark skin so i was like oh that's latrice yeah and i yeah i mean i hate to say it but like part of the reason that's a latrice thing is because they're so unflattering on like every queen who's ever worn them (laughs) so i was like oh only latrice would show up with those those shoes because it's a size thing like if i were a drag queen i would have to wear that kind of boot i just wouldn't let people see the top of it because like i would need the support for like ankle support I just don't think they're meant to be like featured and out in the world. Those are like for with, with long, longer pants. I hate, I just hated the outfit. And then the lip sync itself I felt was ho-hum, but having watched Untucked and seeing like what Jujubee went through emotionally during Untucked, I was like, girl gets a pass for not having that impressive of a like lip sync. What happened in Untucked? I don't, I don't watch Untucked. They had this huge, like, the three people who were safe went back and had this whole moment about sobriety and, like, they were all crying and, like, Mayhem was confessing that she thinks, you know, she had a drug problem. She thinks she might have a drinking problem. Juju's been sober for years. And they were just, like, the tears were going. So, like, it was an emotional experience backstage. And so I was, like, with all that emotion, I think if they had had, like, a really heart stopping ballad i think jujubee would have had all the tools she needed to nail it mm-hmm. but when it was like a high energy up-tempo pop song it was like that's not going to go in her favor she's not in that headspace and i and i watched it not having watched untucked thinking did jujubee actually want to win because then she would have had to send somebody home and so that's what i was kind of reading into uh-huh. it and so that and i not that juju b is about making friends and like being nice to everyone but i wonder if she saw this week as like Ugh, this is a tough one i don't want to have to make this call in terms of who to send home so i'm going to let you all decide this one she didn't know the words she didn't know the words and like Kurt had said that he didn't think Juice by Lizzo was a very good lip sync song. I think it has the potential to be a great song, but you have to be committed to it. Like there's so much humor that's already written into that song that you could be playing up and playing with. But like 
Monet sort of went there and Jujube was like, I'm just going to stand over here in my leopard jumpsuit and like do my little thing. See, and I, I don't think either one of them nailed the words. I think we saw both of them. And that's why I think it's not a great lip sync song. It's just so fast and specific that that's got to be tough to lip, lip sync along to. I would be excellent at lip. Only time will tell. We'll have to put that to the right. put that to the test at some point when we eventually do a live is that, show. Is that our finale? Our finale. Yeah. The utmost mm-hmm. lip sync. <laughs> Start working on it now. All right. Yeah. Are we ready for some results? All right. Yes. So in eighth place was India Farah. In huh. seventh place, we had Alexis Mateo. In sixth place, Mariah Balenciaga. In fifth place, Mayhem Miller. In fourth place, Ms. Cracker. In third place, taking home a trophy today that we are not actually providing, uh, broken on judges' preference, Shea Coulee. In second place, Blair St. Clair, mostly because of me. And our first place this week goes to Juju B. We were right about the winner. Yeah, we've been right about the winner every week so far. And we did get the person who went home at least in the Mm -hmm. bottom. Yes. Yeah, but it's very obvious that we did not agree with the judges that Shay deserved to be there. Very clearly. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever disagreed with judges as hard as this week. So, but you know what? This is honestly one of those episodes I will never go back and watch again. When I do my fun rewatches, I will skip this one because it was just not my jam. So, yeah. Not. So, if our audience would like to watch RuPaul's Drag Race, it is on VH1 Friday night central time at 7 p.m. And then they should come back and join us next week for uh, another recap of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars 5 via Sissy That Talk, because we like to name things. RuPaul's Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race, may the best woman win. I like that you went down. Well, thank you. Thank you.